everybody. You've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Anya. And this is Josh. We'll be chatting about June 21st through the 27th. It is Tuesday, the something. Oh, God. I, I didn't even know what day of the week it 18th? was. 18th? 18th. I like recording on Tuesday, because I like getting this out on Wednesday, where theoretically people have a couple days, if they're listening right away, it's true. to actually make use of the... If we remember to mention what screening part of the podcast, <laughs> which we sometimes don't, and then even the Thursdays, I like picturing you scrambling like crazy. Where you're like, I did Why it, do we do this on a Thursday? I did it Friday last week. We recorded Thursday night, and then I put it up Friday. I got it done fairly fast, but it's just something else to do. Where I'm like, oh, I want to get it out of the way. Terrible rainy day that day too, by the way. Oh, was, was that, that the day? Thursday? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. I, I didn't even work that day, but I came in for the good of the podcast because I'm <laughs> yeah. such a great guy. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and I biked in. Pouring rain, and then the best thing about that was when I got here. I guess my wife texted me, was like, "Let me know that you're safe." But I hadn't seen that text. I was like, "Got a podcast," so it was like almost like an hour in between. And she was like, "Jeez," I was like, "No, I'm alive. I'm alive. I didn't die." Like it's just rain. It was raining so hard when I swapped out the marquee. The worst ever, ever. (laughs) I was kind of watching all evening, and it would kind of calm down a bit, and then start up, and then calm down. And I was wearing shorts t-shirt didn't bring a hoodie nothing because it was it was nice when i left my house oh it was horrible i think all the posters got wet but you can't do anything because i'm like well i could stand here waiting but it could stop at three in the morning or something so i was drenched and a bus went by and it the water hit me but only kind of up to like the knees like i was on the ladder but that meant that was i don't know six foot high yeah oh but it was yeah, it was uh, it was not fun. It was not good. At least the bus didn't hit you, but still, yeah. like a bus hitting a puddle, hitting you is still pretty awful. Like that can just be the worst. Sometimes I see the big eighteen wheelers or buses kind of coming over the horizon towards <laughs> me while I'm on the ladder, and I actually I'm like, so if it hit the ladder and I kind of jumped, could I hit the top of the bus? Yeah, could <laughs> jump on top of it maybe. And yeah, like, that might be a cool and, and kind of grab onto the top. I figured you would just see it and it's kind of like the Jurassic Park walking and the yeah. water shaking. You're like, no, <laughs> no. no. But yeah, it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty rough. Well, that's the unconfirmed report is that back when the marquee went away, and this sounds too good to be true, too good of a story to be true. Mm-hmm. It was a truck driver distracted by the porn marquee ran into the marquee and the marquee got so messed up it would have cost a million dollars to fit. So yeah. they just took it down like just the titles were so i guess maybe there was some extra racy poster or some yeah. extra intriguing well, that title makes sense yeah because i thought it would just be like bottoms up yeah. he's like whoa, <laughs> bottom, whoa he got the vapors and started yeah. patting himself words oh if you go to the library and look through their newspaper archives you must be able to find like that's all digitized now isn't it i imagine because it used to be the old, what do you call that? I immediately know by the thing you're doing with I, your I'm hands. Miming, what you're, I'm miming. Um, is that microfiche? Microfiche, yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. You're too young. You don't know oh, man, yeah, that's true. I microfiche is older than us, but yeah. if you ever watch a 1960s, 70s spy movie and they're going to like look up something, oh, yeah. you go to the library, you put in this microfiche thing, there's a screen in front of you, it's a magnifier, and it looks through the newspapers. Yeah, so like, on any old movie where you uh, see someone in a library like looking and all the stuff's going yeah. past and then they're like, couple killed in the house that you now live in, basically. Is yeah. the headline. Um, they're like, oh my God. Yeah, and horror movies do that a lot too where they're like trying to crack the case. Of a it's like caveman house. internet. Yeah, it was old at that time, so I don't yeah. even know. But yeah. I want to find, because like people always ask us about old pictures or, and then we have nothing. The two posters that are in our slideshow are ones I just found online. Or not posters, two photos. Yeah. 
And one is of a trolley car with the Mayfair in the background, and one is of a couple people walking by, like a 1950s marquee. Yeah. And that's it. You type in Mayfair Theater Ottawa to the Google, and that's it. That's yeah. all you get. And that one is so blurry. Like, there's one, or no, I think it's the newspaper uh, one of the first day or whatever. You know, yeah. It's like super blurry. So it's like, even when you can find stuff, it's so, you're like, well, that's, it's neat, but it's not like HD. And it's just, people weren't walking around with cameras in their pockets back then. There's tons of photos now. Yeah. But, but. <laughs> We're like, yeah, we know. We've seen last week. You don't have to keep sending us those photos, but vintage ones, though. I know there, there, and you said this before too, but I know there must be a cache somewhere in yeah. someone's basement of like sweet old newspapers where you're like, finally the hoarding really came through for us. <laughs> well, yeah, and there has to be somebody who did a report, a university paper, something about cinemas in Ottawa. Yeah. There's a book about it that has a couple of photos of us in there, but not a ton. I was just looking at, it came to my mind because somebody mentioned a movie that I think I saw at Place de Ville. That's kind of cool. If you type in Plasteville, Ottawa, mm-hmm. you'll find that there is a two or is it two screens? I think it's a two screen mini multiplex, maybe three, in downtown Ottawa, mm-hmm. and it's just sitting there. Yeah, it's boarded up for like fifteen years, and it's all there. And there's the candy bar and seats and everything. It's just there. Yeah, and it's been empty for that long. And I was like, wow. Not that I want more competition, but it seems like somebody could make that into a movie theater again but. yeah you would think like even if the, especially the screens are already there and seats and everything like assuming they're not all like chewed up by rats and stuff I don't know if that just happens in the movies but that is pretty wild I really want to break in there as illegal yeah. as that sounds yeah but, I want to go in and just see what is there that's where you find stuff You're like oh old posters that's the first thing I thought of I was like they must have sweet old posters or not like I'm sure it's been picked through but yeah. maybe not or like old candy well I couldn't believe that when we came in here 10 years ago that I got to bring home a comic book spinner rack yeah, that, that was weird. sitting down in the heller so back when that was actually a corner store so for decades this comic book spinner rack was sitting there and Lee was like do you want this and I was like yes <laughs> I want this you like comic books on this subject I've always been curious the poster collection downstairs yeah was that you and Lee's collection or was that part of the theater I think it's mostly Lee's I have a handful of things in there but not many but I think it's mostly Lee's collected from his video store days, his Bytown days, and just collecting, I think. Okay, so it didn't come with a theater. I, I could be wrong, but I don't... I was always curious. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. It makes sense. There yeah. must be. Maybe some, but I never thought of that. I don't know. It's so funny whenever people come in and, and say, oh, we have posters for sale. They'll say, like, oh, do you have any, like, Star Wars or Planet of the Apes? And I'm like, no, we don't have yeah, those. Yeah, like, a vintage 1968 original Planet of the Apes. Like, if we did, it would be, like, $300. We have the Angry Birds movie. And, uh, <laughs> Several of Dumbo. those. Dumbo. <laughs> yeah. A lot of Aquamans. Yeah, but, somehow. But, yeah, it's like, no, no, like, posters we're selling are ones from the last six months or a year. They're the ones that you don't remember as well. You know, like the Hollow Child or something. They're like, yeah. why aren't you coming to buy the Hollow Child poster? There's still treasure in there. I told you that I was putting stuff away. And there's the new Halloween posters in there. Yeah. It was like the Meg. It, it was like the Eric Triple Bill. It was like it's the true. Meg Halloween. Yeah. No Mandy one, but and still. some other uh, Nick Cage one. There is, dad. I love that there is a Mandy one downstairs that says, do not sell. <laughs> and I was like, I almost, I might have put that on there, but no. I'm not sure who that was, but I'm like. His handwriting. Was I, it you? I think it's anything that has the slimmest chance of coming back. 
And so yeah. there is a chance that we could show Mandy again for Halloween. And it's hard to find that poster, too. Exactly, like, yeah. Like, we're not going to pay, like, 60 bucks to get another one, you know. And it doesn't happen often, but every once in a while a movie will come back after a few months, especially if it was, say, like, an, a movie that came out and then six or eight months later is up for an Oscar or mm-hmm. something like that. <laughs> Mandy should fall into that. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure. Wait, it swept it, the awards last year, so... He'll get a second round, get yeah, a second yeah. chance. It's like, man, I can't believe it. That's like, there's a running joke where they're like, oh, for the 13th consecutive year in the Grammys, Rob Thomas is smooth, has swept <laughs> them, like Santana and Rob Thomas. And they're like, it's a, it's a very niche joke, but it makes me laugh. Grammys, everyone gets a Grammy. If you make an album, you're getting a Grammy. That's what I assumed. Dude. Because it's, it's so specific. It's like, Best polka album, best oh, like it's yeah like best packaging, best yeah. reissue packaging. And weird people have Grammys. Like who is it? Maybe James Gunn. You can get a Grammy for making a soundtrack, like a mixtape of a soundtrack. Oh. So like Quentin Tarantino. He, or, so he actually compiled the soundtrack yeah, himself. You say you're the producer on it, and then like spoken word, where it's like you know Obama has a Grammy because he did True. his audio book or something like Steve that. Steve Martin definitely has one. Yeah, that's the way. If you want to get your egot and you're not a singer, you got to do some kind of spoken word thing. But, like, isn't that the easy one? Where it's like, okay, I don't have the Oscar yet, but I'll get the Grammy, then surely the Oscar next. So you're like, God, this is a lot harder than I thought it would be. And it's like Golden Globe that's not even in the equation because they're just a sham. Yeah, that's kind of like, that's the worst kept secret, I guess, is it's kind of a bot award and doesn't really mean all that much. I'm surprised it's still around. I'm surprised, like, people care about it. It's just like, I think until it... As long as it gets just enough television ratings that they could sell ad space mm-hmm. and get bribed by studios who they're going to give awards to, yeah. they'll keep going. Well, it's yes. if like high-profile celebrities keep going, it's like they're not going to not do it because yeah. it's like it may be the only way that Jim Carrey gets a, a major award. You know, well, I call it major <laughs> award right after I ripped on it, but anyway, or like, um, God, fake Tommy Wiseau, uh, you know, you know the guy. Neil Breen? No, the yeah, guy who played him in the damn movie. Franco, Franco. Yeah, Franco. Sorry. I had a J. So <laughs> Neil Breen, and and also I like Neil Breen's movies better, but that's a whole other that's a whole other podcast. Speaking of Neil Breen and Tommy, yes, the new heir to the throne is Glenn Danzig. Oh, I am excited about this. Evidently, Glenn Danzig has a new horror film based on his horrible comic books. Oh, I didn't even know he did comic books. Oh, yeah. If you want to be offended, read a Glenn Danzig comic. It's comics that give comics a bad name. Busty Amazon women. Uh, Like kind of heavy metal, but worse. Yeah, like just... Exactly. It really is. It's heavy metal, but worse. (laughs) And so his his music, too, basically. (laughs) He's got this new movie. I think it's called Veronica? Yeah, that is Veronica. Veronica. Which sounds weird to say. Yeah. You're like, Veronica? Nope, nope. It is Veronica with a K, yes. And I think... I don't know if it has, like, the subtle charm and charisma of a Tommy Wiseau movie. Like, I think it's full-blown. If it's at all subtle in any way, or... And I I read one review, and they just said it was just, like, nobody knew what they were doing. It's the new... Every time one of these comes out, people say it's the new room. Yeah. You know, but I've already had a couple people saying, are you guys getting this? And I'm like, I don't know. Because I know you and I are both interested. And, like, supposedly in this one, like, I guess it's... it's, So he's a musician, but he's never made a movie before. And I guess you could tell very quickly that he's (laughs) never made a movie and I guess one of the prevalent things in it is that he doesn't really know when to say cut and so there's a lot of scenes that just kind of go on like oh one shot continue. and you can just, apparently sometimes the actors or actresses you can see in their eyes that they're waiting for him to say cut and he doesn't for another three minutes <laughs> so they're just like I think there's a, like a woman like it, bathing in blood and then she's just like looking like are we dying like do we but no it's another three minutes and you're like 
And apparently it's just like, the audience is just losing it, but it's not a comedy. Like, oh, it was never man. meant to be. You gotta get this movie. And we're always looking for, oh, it's the next room. But nothing is the next room. Neil Breen yeah. is the closest thing we've gotten. Yeah. But nothing else has caught on like that. And Neil Breen is good because he's prolific, so we keep getting a new movie every year. And he's nice to us, you know? Like, yeah. he, he seems to enjoy, like, we, we were only supposed to have his movies, like, once each and like we had, what was it, three or three four? months? I think. Yeah, at least three screenings yeah. of uh, the we'll last one. I loved it. Oh, man, that twisted pair was so good. Well, the good thing is we don't have to bring it back because he keeps making new stuff. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and, that, and he's actually making a sequel to that one. His first ever what? sequel. I didn't know that. I mean, I don't know that he started on it, but I mean, the very last thing is like, so and so will return, or Cade, or Kane, or whatever the I don't yeah, remember yeah. his name. Cade. Well, see, I remember in my junior high days of. Wizard Magazine. Nice. Danzig. They, they would do these things in Wizard... Wizard Magazine was this really cool, glossy nerd magazine, and they have, like, a trading card in each issue, and... Mm. and uh, I was huge into Wizard. It was big. He's it telling was, the truth. It was this back when comics were selling millions of copies instead of and, thousands of copies. Yeah, they were selling, like, uh, their heyday, like, yeah. so many Wizard... Like, that was... You know, it was, like, Maxim for comic geeks. Like, and it was pre-internet, so that was where all the news would come from. But they would do these casting calls where they would just be like, oh, who's going to, who should be, in? and this is back before they made comic book movies all the time. Yeah, for good ones especially. They did one for X-Men and they did Patrick Stewart as Professor X, which was obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember one of them had Danzig as Wolverine. Oh. Because Danzig in his youth, I don't think he could act, but he was this, <laughs> he can't direct either, he was but... this five foot two, barrel chested, big sideburns, heavy metal singer, and he was muscular. And, you know, pop a couple of claws on him, and you're like, well, he looks like Wolverine. Yeah. I don't think he could pull off any kind of drama or anything. Yeah. I wonder who else they had in there. Because I, 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 I remember yeah. one that was like, because Tom Cruise was supposed to be Iron Man, I yeah, think, Yeah, that was point. for a long time, and yeah. possibly also Superman. Tom Cruise was and is the biggest movie star in the world, so... Yeah. All of those. And the shortest in the world, too, some would say, but... I'm surprised that he didn't... That he hasn't superheroed up yet. Like, his Mission Impossible movies are kind of superhero, yeah. but that he hasn't slept on a cape or a costume yet is kind of surprising. It's tough, and I do get the... You're watching, and you're like, oh, it's Tom Cruise playing it or something. Like, yeah. it's, it's very hard. Like, I like Tom Cruise, and I find... I mean, I, he weirds me out, but as an actor, I like him. But I think he is so big that it's it'd be like Tom Hanks playing Professor X or something. Well, Robert Pattinson got cast. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But, but we're going to have Edward. <laughs> but he's a cool... The best thing I heard about that is that somebody online said, if you don't think this is a good idea, you haven't watched movies for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. true. Because yeah. if he would have been cast right after the last Twilight movie, oh, yeah, you would have been like, wait, what? Yeah. But on the heels of the four really cool indie movies I've seen here, mm -hmm. you're like, oh yeah, he's an actor. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. But yeah, some people are definitely going to be thinking. The, the people who've never seen any of his movies, like yeah. even, even the, I'm not defending the Twilight movies, but like those people have never seen any of his movies. Not even an exaggeration. Like that's the kind of take, they're just like, I'm aware of this guy from this thing I've never seen. He is terrible. The end. Like, Somebody dug up. It's amazing because we all think how annoying toxic nerds are now. But then you're like, oh, they've always been annoying. Because uh, <laughs> somebody found a 1988, and I guess it was being passed around, again, like way before the internet, <laughs> being passed around like comic <laughs> conventions or something. But it was a petition to get Michael Keaton out of Batman. And they were like, how dare Tim Burton cast this comedian in the role, blah, blah, blah. And then the movie comes out. It's the biggest movie of all time. All the nerds love it. But you look at that and you're like, oh yeah, people have always had big mouths and too much time yeah. on their hands. The original peer-to-peer -peer sharing was dudes passing papers <laughs> yeah. to each other. And you're like, wow, this is sad. 
I don't like Michael Keaton. Please sign this. <sighs> so weird. And I mean, I was too young to know anything about him before Batman, to be honest. Like, I didn't even, because people were like, oh, yeah. Mr. Mom or, or whatever, you know, and I didn't, I had no concept. I was only like, I mean, it was 80, 89, I guess. So I was yeah. seven. So I just, to me, it was just like, yeah, Batman, Batman. Yeah. You know, like, it's, I still talk like that sometimes. Yeah. But, but yeah, so like, it is so weird now because I'm just like, yeah, Michael Keaton's Batman. Like, and now he's an incredible, or always was an incredible actor, I guess. But like, just talk about like Pattinson, you know, like guys developing and moving on and stuff like that. And just like Keaton now is just like, wow, what a career. Well, I always think that playing Batman is easy because you've got the costume and your face is covered and your stuntman's doing a lot of the work. <laughs> You're just mumbling You're stuff. just mumbling, yeah. <laughs> so it's Bruce Wayne is the key. And I think Robert Pattinson can pull off Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And how old is Robert Pattinson? He's like... Uh, he's like... A, he's mid, he got to be early to mid-30. Yeah. Like probably closer to early. Like, I don't know. I'm going to say 33. Yeah. Like, let's see how oh, right she, I was. She's going to got a cellular telephone here that she can look things up on. And then you go back further. Oh, what? Is it 33? 33! You well, what a guess <laughs> that was. I totally wasn't IMDb-ing him earlier. He won the Pattison Award. Well, it's because I'm 36, and I was like, I think he's a bit younger than me, and not nearly as successful. So that... No, it's, <laughs> it's when you hit the age that you start being the same age or older as people who were your heroes when you were 10. It's right now when I'm like, I think I'm the same age as the Ghostbusters. <laughs> like, like, I think I'm, I might be older than at least a couple of the Ghostbusters when they did Ghostbusters. Yeah. And now they're... I mean, while well, some of them have aged, okay. Dan Aykroyd... Ernie Hudson is a yes. handsome man. He truly is. Where are we at? Okay, let's talk about this week. It's we got true. good stuff. I'm I haven't even mentioned that the Raptors won, by the way. Where's your championship ring? Oh, uh, it didn't come yet. No, I, I ordered it, but it's gonna, not going to be until August. When you showed me the picture, he ordered a championship ring. <laughs> that was like the first thing I showed her when she was thinking. <laughs> I was like, Anya, Anya and boyfriend and little brother of boyfriend, look at ring. Like, that's... I was tired. I was so excited. 100% thought you were going to say, it was only $900. I really didn't. Maybe <laughs> some legit diamond something. It's because of you that I even got it in a way. Because your $3 the, yeah, coupon? Yeah, Josh was like, I found a $3 off eBay coupon. Uh, and, and I didn't. I was like, I don't need anything. I don't. What am I doing? And then I was like, I almost bought a record. And I almost bought a Meg poster. Because even though <laughs> I have two, two or three different Meg posters, I don't have that one that I want oh. where it's like the shark chasing the guy and then the Meg chasing the shark. Okay. It's cool. Yeah. They didn't send us that one. They sent us 58 other ones, but not that one. You know, but then I was like, ah, oh, this is bad. I shouldn't be spending money, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, well, I'm here. I might as well type in Raptors Champion and see yeah. what comes up. <laughs> Let me tell you, a lot of weak crap came up. Like, just the worst. <laughs> there's one shirt that says, because, like, we the North is their catchphrase. And yeah. there's one that straight up says, we are the North. And it's the North is one word. I was like, I'm going to say this is a Chinese knockoff shirt. <laughs> we are the North. Like, it just everything about that is weird. But the first thing that came up was a Raptors replica championship ring. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and it was like 30 bucks. Yeah. And I was like, wow, with $3 off, that's only 27 bucks. <laughs> and it was yeah. like, do you want the wooden ring box for an extra $10? And it's like, no, I do not. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be spending too much time wearing that on my finger until you need that box. <laughs> So, yeah, because of Josh and my stupid spending, I have a sweet ring on the way. I bought a Sonic and Mario Mario Kart game. Oh, you didn't say Mario. You just said Sonic. I didn't know Mario was involved. No, it's a crossover. It's like all of them. It's Sonic, Sega, 
Mario Super Racing something. Oh, Jesus. Is yeah, something like, like how can we jam all of our ideas four into bucks? one thing? Yeah, it was eight bucks. Four bucks. Or, yeah, it was seven Wait a minute, bucks. that math doesn't check out. It was like seven bucks and I got it for like four, I think. And it, it was three dollars US off too. It wasn't oh. it was no BS. Like it was No, like, I just turned on eBay and it was like right there. Boom, three bucks. Yeah. And then I turned on eBay and it was like Hey, Eric. No coupon. <laughs> no nothing. Coupon. I was like, where's the Josh coupon? What's going <laughs> yeah. on? So, yeah, that is that is the best thing. I haven't told my wife, so luckily she doesn't listen to these. Oh, she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> She'll be fine. She'll be listening to this and just, like, put her fist to her hand and be like, I'm Eric. Just, I'm really just hoping that everyone listened to this podcast and was like, oh, unlike the last two, he hasn't talked about sports. <laughs> we finally made it. And I was like, nope, just waited until the last time. <laughs> the <ring. laughs> anyway, movies this week. Movies. <laughs> uh... Red Joan held over for a second week because the people love Judy Dench. That is amazing. And I heard a very small factoid that my wife was saying Judy Dench doesn't see so well now. Yeah. And so people have to feed her lines before she goes in and she nails it because she's a damn pro. Yeah. But I was like, that's sad, but still amazing because she rules and we need her to keep making movies. <laughs> and someone like her, she could likely retire. Yeah. So it's neat that she's still, you know, for the love of the game, she is still could, acting. She could add like her lines and people would still love her. So. Just her, her action career is over. Yeah. She has to stick to the... Uh... Yeah, Q is not coming back anytime soon. Then we have The Fall of the American Empire, which I joked with Anya that she's our French correspondent, so she had to comment on this movie. Yeah, I thought... And you looked at the wrong movie. And I almost I was... thought you were going a comment just then after he left yeah. you that little space. I was very ignorant and didn't look more into it because I thought it was just the English version of Le Déclin de l'Empire Américain, which is a French movie made by the same director in, I think, 86? You nailed that French, by the way. Oh. <laughs> it's almost like you're French. <laughs> almost. <laughs> so I thought it was just the English version, but actually it's not... Because that's the 80s movie in English was The Decline of the American Empire, which is a direct translation that makes more sense. Yeah, this is a whole new movie, but with the same, like, similar themes. But it has none of the, It's not like a sequel. It's just... No. It's like not. A, it's just... It's weird. But why would you use such similar wording? Yeah, that's upsetting. They should have called it, like, Le Pamplemousseron. <laughs> that is a much better title. That's the only French word you know. Yeah, there's some of them. No baguette and croissant. <laughs> that's true. Those are words. <laughs> but, um... So it's not that movie. It's not that movie. But it looks good. Nobody this one did. looks a bit more lighthearted, though, because it's like a dummy stumbles on, finding, picks up some stolen money, and then wackiness ensues, and it's loosely <laughs> based on a true story. Right. And it's like the bad guys are after him, and there's some dumb cops after and him. it's and modern? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. like because it looks, the poster looks kind of throwback. Yeah. No, it's like this year. Sorry, 2018. But Wild. Then we have The Bigamist, the conclusion of our Ida yeah. Lupino Film Fest. Which, no guilt trip, but there have been like eight people at every show. Yeah. And this is why we can't have nice things. And she's actually in this one, I think. Yes. She's like a co-star, so that's cool. There were a couple of like older ladies here yesterday who saw the poster and were like, oh, I remember I Lupino. And I was like, oh, oh eavesdropping, because cool. I was like, these ladies seem amazing. And they were like talking about yeah. like growing up back then. And I'm like, ah, oh, tell me your stories. Did you come see the movies? No. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Oh, that's far too late for me. It's like, it was 2 p.m. Far too late. But... Candy Kid Sarah said something very wise when I was whining about nobody coming to these cool movies. She said, yeah, only 10 people show up, but the 10 people who are here really appreciate that we're screening them. And that's true. So there's some kind of karma wheel there where it's like, well, you know, 100 people came to Red Joan, so 10 people came to the classic movie. But I've come to see both. I'm going to come see this one on the Monday night. And it's it's just time travel. And it, it looks so good. And the acting is just that weird, different 40s, 50s acting. Yeah. And when they're driving the cars, that really horrible back projection. <laughs> oh, it's so like good. I'm there with it's the so other good. seven people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 
most of those screenings, it's like more or less just members. And, and like they're, they, <laughs> Josh, they always yeah. thank me on the way out because I work yeah. at all of those screenings. They thank me on the way out. They're like, thank you for playing this. We appreciate it. Like, I think they understand that like we're doing it more as a favor. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially point. if an owner wants to see it really badly, you have a good chance of us maybe getting it. But like, please, please come out. Like, I'm so, I really want to see them. Like, it's just the timing hasn't worked out for me. Oh, they're so like, nice. they're almost too early. Like, if they were playing at nine, which would be a terrible choice, I would probably have been able to come out. But yeah, I love that kind of stuff. It's, it's sad that people and the haven't seen it. And the opening title card to The Hitchhiker was amazing. And I'm paraphrasing, but it was like a full screen title card. And it's basically said something like, if you're driving your car, this could happen to you. <laughs> Maybe the hitchhiker could be sitting beside you right now in the cinema. It was just one of those openings. Ooh. Oh, I love those. They're so it's cool. Like, but not at the Mayfair where the other <laughs> yeah. seven people are far away from you. Like, <laughs> Unless yeah. you're the only person sitting in the balcony, then you're probably safe. You should be fine. Yeah, it's all seniors and Josh. It's, they could be the one to kill Josh. <laughs> like, well, probably not. No, no, I made my wife come too. That's true. <laughs> you biked home, so it's probably you didn't have anybody on the bike with yeah. you. If you have a chance, do come out to see The Bigamist. We have it a Sunday matinee and a Monday at 6.30. It's super fun. Super cool movies. Then we have Book Smart. I love the tagline. Getting straight A's, giving zero F's. Oh, that is good. Sadly, not a big financial hit, but everybody who's seen it has loved it. It's one of those movies where it shows that a movie with 98% on Rotten Tomatoes and makes no money. Yeah. So clearly, all the critics who got to see it for free liked it. Yeah, yeah. And although not great for the production company it's good for us because this movie only came out a month ago Mm -hmm. we get it pretty fast and we'll show it for maybe we'll show it again but if we show it just for these four nights I bet you we're going to do pretty good yeah I didn't comment on it, you know, you got to play neutral sometime, yeah, yeah. but somebody came on Twitter after I posted it on Twitter, said something like, thank God, and trashed the multiplex because the multiplex didn't show it. But that's what happens is the multiplex has a million screens, yeah. but it's all big summer movies. For sure. And they look at a movie like this and they're like, nope. It's, did it have a premiere? Or it we... was around here somewhere, but I think, and I could be wrong, but I think it was on two opposing suburban screens. Oh, on the Wait, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it's a coming-of-age high school girl movie with, oh shoot, what's her name? Oh, uh, Billy Lord. Oh yeah, Billy Lord's in it. Oh, it wasn't even who you meant. No, uh, Beanie Feldstein. How would I remember that name? She was in... Clearly made She up. was the sidekick in Lady Bird. That seems like a yeah. real fact. And she's, oh, she was so good. But Carrie Fisher's daughter. Carrie Fisher's daughter, who always makes me cry when I see her in a Star Wars movie now because oh, she's taken up for her mom. Last Jedi, she was uh, pretty good. Solid. I don't know her character's name. Lee would know, but... Uh, she's in the next one, too. Is she? Okay, yeah. perfect. And this one's directed by Olivia Wilde, who's been a Ooh. successful actor for a little while, and this is her directorial debut, and she won at CinemaCon the... Breakthrough Director of the Year Award. Nice. And then it won an Audience Award at San Francisco and a Director Award at Palm Springs. So Man, Apparently it is he- hilarious. Not hilarious, hilarious. Hilarious. I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah. So yeah, looking forward to that. Then we have Nightmare Cinema, the Man. Canadian premiere. So you didn't give that enough of a big, you know, we've been waiting so long. Dramatic pause. Nightmare, Nightmare Cinema, cinema. <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. Like it seems like putting like a Vincent Price laugh <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah, actually, uh, this is gonna take all your editing skills. Yeah. But since it's Tuesday, you have several days to get this right. A bunch of bats flapping <laughs> and lightning so bolts. <laughs> I'm not gonna do any of that. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a lot of work. Maybe don't do that. But still, I was excited that we got the Canadian premiere. I looked at their website and they list about a dozen or fifteen. American cinemas mm-hmm. and I tweeted and in the magic world we live in one of the directors Mick Garris said I will look into it for you 
We're the only place in Canada where you can come see this cool anthology horror movie. So he did get back to you? Not yet. Okay. But the website is still no Canada, and all I've right, looked fair. all around. So <laughs> if we're not the Canadian premiere, I'm lying, but nobody's told yeah. me we're not. So, well, But I looked up Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver. It's not playing anywhere. That's so. fair. And this actually, it just made the list of Entertainment Weekly's oh, nice. favorite horror movies so far this year. I didn't read the list yet because I tend to get angry at some of these lists. I mean, it's like and top 10 blank of blank and it's, it's something like that. And I'm like, I'm sure it's a good list. but I find they're spoilery too. We don't want that. But nonetheless, people like it. Yeah. But it's the directors of Gremlins, The Stand, 30 Days of Night, Versus, and... One of the Dead, which we screened here a couple years ago. <laughs> he said one of the no, Dead. No, one. It's like, which one is it? J-U-A-N of the Dead. Man, yeah, he did He did one of the one. ABCs of Death. Possibly VHS as well. I don't know. It's, it's getting confusing. And kind of a backhanded compliment, but Mickey Rourke plays the Crypt Keeper-esque oh host of With the no movie. Makeup With no makeup on. He's horrific. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Mickey. He just looks like he did in The Wrestler. You're like, yeah, that looks about right. I remember hearing him in an interview, might have been on the DVD thing, talking about why Robert Rodriguez cast him in Sin City, where he plays a monster of a brute of a he mob scraggly faced And guy. Robert Rodriguez said something like, oh, it's the role you were born to play. And poor Mickey Rourke's voice actually got sad, and he was like, yeah, so I guess I'm just like a monster. Because like, <laughs> in his youth, he was like the handsome guy. He was yeah. this thin, handsome, Hollywood-leading man. Then, now he's this yeah. bigger kind of plastic surgery didn't work out too well and, you know and, and no one's saying that drugs and alcohol weren't involved <laughs> yeah. at different times you know so it's like he had a lot of fun he uh, he looks like he had a lot of fun I guess is the way I'd <laughs> say that he's an Oscar nominee and a Golden Globe winner so oh. hey it's, uh, and he was in a Marvel villain movie yeah. well he's the villain in a Marvel movie yep. I say things weird sometimes everything's coming up Mickey man and uh, yeah from the director of Cycle 4 Mick Garris Mick so Garris you know, that'll be good I've loved Mick Garris for a long time I just have such fond memories of seeing Sleepwalkers and Critters 2 oh, and yeah. The Stand on TV. I love his, you know, and I, I see, seem like I'm poking fun, but honestly, like, he is behind, like, a lot. Of, he did, there's a show called Masters of Horror that he put together that had all these really amazing directors do segments, and it was, like, a big deal. So he's he's very much, like, his excitement for the genre and for film really, like, rubs off on uh, his work, I think. And he does a podcast, which is where I heard about this movie. It's just him talking with other horror guys and yeah. stuff, but it's, it's really good. And he's been kind of behind the scenes like that since the old days like I think you can watch online his video interviews with filmmakers from back in the day and he has this crazy career where he was an assistant or a receptionist at Lucasfilm when Star Wars came out and then he worked his way up through yeah, yeah. that like got coffees for people on something essentially yeah. <laughs> yeah and he remote controlled R2-D2 at the Oscars oh wait like, which one the 77 Oscars I guess or, okay. probably the 77 yeah because <laughs> if he's doing it now it's like well this just seems odd like, and he but... wrote Hocus Pocus Jeez, um, yeah. I, I definitely did not remember Crazy that. career. He's yeah. involved in some random stuff. And check out Nightmare Cinema, super fun Please. Canadian premiere of a new horror anthology. We want it to do well. Don't make it be just Josh and I. I want Nightmare Cinema Part 2. Yeah, and that's kind of in the cards if things keep going the way they're yeah. kind of going. So. Just wanted to plug in that the 29th we have the Saturday morning cartoon party. Yeah, cartoon party. We're not there yet. Cartoon party. Oh, I want to plug in that I implied that Judy Dench was M or was Q, but she was actually M in oh. the James Bond. And I know there was someone listening to this twenty minutes ago who was like, "What? Why did he say Q? She wasn't Q. She didn't do gadgets." We got to wrap up, but yeah. we didn't even mention Rocky Horror Picture Show yet. Oh my we, goodness! Because Rocky of Anya, Horror. she interrupted. That's why Anya she hates Rocky Horror. No. I love Rocky Horror. <laughs> I have a Rocky Horror tattoo. It's true. That's coming. It's eleven thirty on Saturday night. You guys should all come out and get freaky. 
And this this might be the, where are we at now? Six month countdown to disaster. Oh man. We'll see. Wait, is, this, is right here the same night as cartoons? It's no, the 22nd. No. Okay. I totally it's the 22nd forgot. and the cartoons is the 29th. Yeah, cinema's okay, gotcha. next, next time. Yeah. Cinema's the same time. Okay, gotcha. I um, forgot to plug Rocky. But yeah, it's going to be an interesting show. It's their switch up show. Oh. So everyone plays a different character. So it's going to be a hot mess. Man. It's going to yeah. be. That's, that's kind of, I'll be playing the popcorn guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the role I was born to play, like Mickey Rourke. I'll be at home sleeping. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. You have seen the movie before, though, so we'll yeah. let it go. Okay, let's wrap this up. You guys got to get back to work, and to I got to go watch Master Zed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll be exciting. But yeah, so go check out House of Tiger across the street. They've got... What did I play there? I guess... The Guardians of the Galaxy pinball machine is my favorite thing there right now, besides for Dig Dug. I got a new high score. Beat my oh. high score by 7,000 points. They're so not big, but little things. That yeah. still seems like a lot, because your score is outrageous. I did 500 <laughs> score in that game, so... And uh, we are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, MayfairTheater.ca. Tune in next week. We'll be back to talk about more cool movies at the Mayfair. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell if I was supposed to say something there. Okay, bye, everybody. Bye. bye. Wait, that was a good one. It's like, blew it at the end. Blew it. We're going to start over. <laughs> Damn it. Bye. I'm so, I'm so hungry. So scary. No food for you. What price should a woman pay for one night of indiscretion? Are you sure you want me? I'm sure. I love on heart. The bigamist. One careless moment, one false step, and three people were trapped. How long has this double life of yours been going on? Filmmakers, producers of Hollywood's most daring motion pictures, proudly presents Joan Fontaine, Ida Lupino, Edmund O'Brien, and Edmund Gwen in the shocking story of two women who gave all their love to one man. See the bigamist.